Welcome to Relationship Workout for Men, a podcast dedicated to helping men be intentional, in choosing a better partner, and being a better partner to the person they choose. Note, each season was recorded to be listened to in episode order, starting with episode 1. So if you're new to this podcast, we recommended you start with episode 1 for any of the currently published seasons. And please follow the podcast to be notified when the next season publishes. Welcome to Relationship Workout for Men, a podcast dedicated to helping men be intentional in choosing a better partner and being a better partner for the person they choose. Season 7, Episode 8, Kindness Strategy Number 3, Gratitude. Let's say your lover constantly demonstrates generosity towards you. Let's also say, for the most part, that she constantly tries to cooperate and resolve differences fairly. Feeling anything in particular? How about some sense of gratitude? What is gratitude anyway? Gratitude is actually a complex emotion consisting of two fundamental parts as described by William McDougall in his Outline of Psychology. Gratitude, quote, is a binary compound of tender emotion and negative self-feeling. Exploring the tender emotion part further, the compact Oxford Dictionary defines gratitude as thankfulness, appreciation of kindness. As well, Robert Emons and Michael Bocullo summarize many expert points of view in their book, The Psychology of Gratitude. They point out that Kant said gratitude is, quote, honoring each person because of a kindness he has done us, unquote. In addition, Fitzgerald talks about three facets to kindness, quote, a warm sense of appreciation for somebody or something, a sense of goodwill toward that person or thing, and a disposition to act that follows from appreciation and goodwill. Typically, feelings of gratitude arise from the perception of a positive personal outcome, not necessarily deserved or earned, that is due to the actions of another person. Or, putting it simply, gratitude is about returning good for good. Indeed, reciprocity is a key component to gratitude. In other words, a truly grateful person is compelled to return the favor at a level in line with the initial act of generosity. That said, gratitude is not all warm and fuzzy either. It also has its dark side, a negative self-feeling side. After all, gratitude by definition also implies a level of indebtedness to the person who provided to you something that perhaps you couldn't easily provide for yourself. The more you realize that you couldn't provide on your own what was provided to you, well, the more inferior you might feel toward the provider of the act of generosity. As such, McDougall also states, quote, The act that is to inspire gratitude must make us aware not only of the kindly feeling, the tender emotion of the others towards us, it must also make us aware of this power. We must see that he is able to do for us something we cannot do for ourselves. This element of negative self-feeling renders gratitude an emotion that is not purely pleasurable to many natures, makes it one that a proud man does not necessarily experience easily." Yes, an ego-controlled person can really struggle appreciating goodwill and therefore struggle with returning the favor. After all, ego does not like to admit to somehow being less than another person. Ego also does not like to be in debt or dependent on another either. Put another way, the more ego controls a person, the more that person is vulnerable to living in a fantasy land where he or she can do it all. 
When this happens, the ego-controlled person can be left feeling indifference or even resentment toward a provider of generosity. Clicking in one level deeper, there are many things that need to happen for the initial act of generosity and fair cooperation to spiral upward into reciprocated further acts of kindness. Likewise, there are many pitfalls that can lead those same initial acts of kindness to be ignored or worse yet, resented, ending up in a non-reciprocated black hole. That said, here are seven things to look out for. One, positive versus negative thinking. If your head is all about seeing the negative, then you may very well put a negative spin on even the most obvious acts of kindness. In this case, it can be difficult to see that the act has already been damned by your predisposed negative thinking. Two, aware versus unaware. Sometimes life keeps us so busy that we literally don't realize an act of kindness when it occurs. For instance, you can feel completely overwhelmed by what seems like an infinite to-do list or by an attention-hogging project with a looming deadline. Whatever the reason, you can't see the act of kindness because quite frankly, your head is somewhere else. Three, attribute versus resist. Gratitude also requires you to acknowledge and attribute the act of generosity to the giving person. There are, however, two reasons why someone might resist attributing an act of kindness to the giver. For example, one, there's ego. This is a big one. As stated earlier, if your ego has you believing you don't need help from anyone else, then you can resist acknowledging kindness from the giving person. Put another way, a high level of insecurity can create a resistance to appreciate an act of kindness because you aren't secure enough in your own skin to admit that you're not perfect and could use a little help. And two, there's also not feeling worthy of love. Sometimes we have trouble receiving gifts because deep down we have a demon that tells us we're not worthy of receiving acts of kindness and love. If you feel uncomfortable whenever someone shows you kindness, then you might want to explore that in more detail. Likewise, if nothing ever seems to be good enough for your partner, then they might be struggling with feelings of low self-worth as well. Four, costly versus minimize. If you think the act of kindness was really no big deal for the giver to provide, well, then you can minimize the act as trivial and unimportant. Five, positive intentions versus entitlement. One of the biggest barriers to feeling gratitude is carrying a sense of entitlement. If you think you're entitled to the gift, then why on earth would you feel grateful for it? On the other hand, if you recognize the other person's positive intentions in providing the gift, then you're more inclined to feel grateful. Six, graciousness versus guilt trip. An act of generosity offered with a guilt trip attached can be a challenge to appreciate. After all, Pristine generosity is given graciously from a sincerely giving heart. Seven, reciprocate versus take for granted. When there is true appreciation and gratitude, then the person on the receiving end of kindness feels compelled to reciprocate appropriately and kind. Quote, it is the appropriateness that counts, the right passion in the right circumstance with the right target to the right degree, unquote. On the other hand, if the person takes the kindness for granted, then he or she might continue to take until you say enough is enough. So those are the seven things to look out for when it comes to gratitude. Having said this, let's click into reciprocation a bit more as it's an element that's really important if there is going to be gratitude in equal relationships. 
Reciprocation is one of the key actions that create a continuous exchange of grateful kindness and help sustain a strong relationship. This is because equality is one of the fundamental principles to sustaining kindness. Without reciprocation, inequality threatens to strangle the couples giving to each other, ultimately killing the kindness. Here's how it goes. When a person shows an act of kindness, he or she implicitly puts himself or herself in a subordinate position, much like an animal signaling submission. To maintain the equal relationship, it is therefore essential that the receiver reciprocate, expressing gratitude in return. For instance, let's say you and your partner are talking about taking a vacation. She really wants to go for a week to lay on the beach in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Who could blame her? You, however, just don't think it's a great idea for financial reasons. Plus, you two just went to Puerto Vallarta six months earlier. However, you realize that the vacation is really important to her, so you agree to give her what she wants and take her on the vacation. When you get back, if there's little to no reciprocation for your act of kindness, then you could end up feeling rather like the giving went in one direction only. If this one-way giving continues to happen as the norm, then eventually you can feel resentment as you feel the giving is unequal and stop being so kind toward her. On the other hand, when your partner truly cares for you and she also feels true gratitude for your acts of kindness, then she will not only reciprocate in kind, but she will also be creative in coming up with great ways to reciprocate. For instance, perhaps she'll come up with a special itinerary for a getaway Saturday that caters to your favorite activities. If she's financially strapped, then perhaps she'll give you a sensual massage. In fact, when there's caring and gratitude, there's no telling how creatively one will reciprocate. Of course, you'll want to reciprocate creatively in turn as you both experience one of the true benefits of being in a loving and strong relationship, giving and receiving love in return. To wrap up season seven on kindness, clearly, Life can be extremely challenging. Simply trying to cover all the bills while still having enough left over to have some fun and add to savings can take its tolls. Ever feel like a slave to your job? Not to mention, that job can often suck the big one as many of us aren't fortunate enough to make our living following our innermost passions. More likely, we're working to pay the bills. Add to this a difficult work schedule and or boss, and you might find yourself begging for the workday to end so you can crack open a cold one and get some reprieve. And when you get home, there can be the needs of your children that need to be attended to. Then there are all those unplanned external events that can come your way, getting laid off, having an accident, experiencing the death of a family member. The list can go on and on, making us feel like we're just running on a mouse wheel, exhausted, going nowhere. With all this, if you're lucky enough to have found love in your life, then why not make your relationship a sanctuary of love, happiness, fun, and yes, gratitude, versus your relationship being just another source of miserable crap to deal with on the daily. Man, life's too short. Get yourself some of the good life by approaching the relationship with generosity, truly appreciating the someone special lying beside you at night. But if you've just started dating and she just doesn't get it and chooses to remain this all-about-me princesshood, well, then you might do well to find someone who does get it. And so that wraps up Season 7, where we explored answering the question, do you care about each other's needs? As is the case for all core areas, you can see how strong you two are in kindness by completing the Relationship Workout program on RelationshipWorkout.com. In the next season, Season 8, we'll explore Relationship Workout core area number 7, Integrity, where we address the foundational question, 
Do you trust each other? The Relationship Workout for Men podcast is based on the book, Relationship Workout for Men, the men's manual, available on Amazon. Also, if you care about being intentional in choosing and being a better partner, consider subscribing to RelationshipWorkout.com. As a podcast listener, use discount code PODCAST to receive a free 30-day trial.